0: The Jericho Network on Westwood One.
1: This is One on One with Mitch LaFond, the podcast where the rockers talk, part of the Talking Metal Digital Podcasting Network. Now, here's your host, Mitch LaFond. Welcome to One on One with Mitch LaFond, and joining me on this episode, it is drummer Joey Jordison of Vimic, formerly, of course, of Slipknot. We talk about new music, new albums, new tours, new everything Before checking Joey out, please check me out on Twitter at Mitch Lafon, M I T C H L A F O N. Should you care to support the podcast, and I could use all the support I could get, please head over to PayPal and make a donation at paypal.me forward slash Mitch And with that, here is the one, the only, from the band Vimic, drummer Joey Jordison. We are speaking with Joey Jordison of the band Vimic. They've got upcoming US shows and a European tour. And of course, a new album coming out in two thousand seventeen. A uh, pleasure to speak with you, Joey. Oh
0: man, thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. I just have to say this really quick. Did you say Joey Dzordasen? Because I'm going to use that from now on if that's what you said. <laughs> I, I
1: I don't think I said that, but if I did, it's it's quite possible. <laughs> this this has been one of the longest days in my life, and and it's it's it just keeps getting longer and longer. But you know, hey, you gotta you gotta suck it up, Buttercup, and keep moving, right? So here we are. Um,
0: yeah, man, thank you very much
1: for your time and, and
0: the interview and all that stuff, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no, no, it's it's my pleasure. So l- let's talk about Vimmick, um, because it's sort of a band that has risen out of the ashes of Scar the Martyr. Um, talk yeah. to me a little bit about how that band is, or or how it's different from that other band, and. What are we trying to say here? Um,
0: what uh, You know, it's kind of weird to always say um, before you answer a question. The thing is about this is, you know, Scar the Martyr, when I, when I did that, you know, at the time, you know, it was another project. You know, we always did other projects, you know, when we're in Slipknot. You know, I always keep proactive. I think everyone knows, you know, like when I have time off. I'm always creating music and stuff like that. When I got done doing the, the time with Scar the Martyr and I fell ill, you know, I had to go through that whole regimen of rehabilitation and like, you know, going through the transverse myelitis and all that stuff. And basically, you know, with you know, exiting slipknot and stuff like that, kind of reinventing my career and, you know, my heart and where my music is at. I had to kind of just sit down, like, you know, I need everything new because, like, it just didn't feel right to keep, like, Scar the Martyr the same because it's a dark name and it meant something at the time. It really did, but, you know, now it, it doesn't mean that much. It's a really cool bridge and I really like the record. But, you know, with everything going so positive right now, I wanted to just change and, like, you know, just clean, wipe the slate clean and you know, just restart and everything's been so positive and everything, everyone that's been around me, you know, as far as like producers, engineers, of course, the band and everyone that's been involved and and my lady and just um, my family, everything, everything has been just really, really positive, man, just ready to get back out there and give the music back to the fans and, you know, back to the music that meant so much to us, you know, like when we were growing up, you know, that's, this is what it's about, you know, otherwise we wouldn't do it. So we're very excited.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let, let, in fact, since you mentioned the, the, the illness, let's, let's talk a little bit about that transverse myelitis. Um, I, I always under, was under the impression that that's something that you have sort of for the rest of your life. Is, is that the case? Because you seem to be back in shape, back ready to tour. How much of an, of an impact will it have on what you're able to do? Uh, right now I don't think about that type of stuff because that's,
0: that's derogatory to my progress. You know what I mean? Okay, so I, so, I apologize like, for that. No, 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 dude. That's a great question. I'm glad that you asked. It's, it's, you know, and, and the fans need to know. <clears throat> the thing is, you know, I just I constantly work out. I keep myself healthy. And I I play now more than I've ever played. Like I probably practice probably five hours a day. And I just keep my chops up, man. Eat well, get plenty of rest, and looking forward to the future. When you have positivity in your life and you have, like, a lot of great people around it, it breeds positivity. When there's, you know, too much darkness around, that's when you can get yourself into deep trouble. And, you know, even though, like, I had no clue where this was going to come out of, you know, like, what happened to me, I beat it, you yes. know? And, like, I, I I did. I got my ass in the gym. I busted, I, you know, just busted Ass, you know, constantly, just in the gym nonstop, getting myself better, and you know, it's the determination because man, I have to play music. I gotta be on the road, you know. I gotta give music back to the people that meant so much to me when, like, you know, they gave me, you know, my career and and my life and everything. So that's all I've been doing, man. I just I just work out and creating music, and I'm having fun in life right now. And and you know, it's, it kind of sounds not so metal to say. You can have fun and still be out of your mind. <laughs>
1: you know, so. Yeah, but you know what? You, you, you can you can be metal and have fun. I mean, you look at Rob Halford; He's Mr. Metal, and I'm, he seems to be having fun. The Metallica guys seem to be having yeah. a, a lot of fun out there. You, you know, that that's sort of an endearing story, the fact that you have this passion for the music to get you to where you are right now. Where did that passion come from, and sort of which bands or which music sort of set you up to where you just had to... You're so enamored with, with music,
0: you know this, that's a good question and it's, it's cool, and uh, I'll never forget this. And the actual song, and this is actually really cool, it's almost is a bookend to what we're talking right now, talking about right now, excuse me, is when I, my dad came home with the Rolling Stones record tattoo you. He came home with that, you know, after work, and he put it on the turntable, and the first song I heard was "Start Me Up." At the same time mtv was just coming out and that was you know one of the first videos that i got to saw at my aunt's house and my grandma's house because we didn't have cable but they did and weirdly enough it's almost like <laughs> like a book it's like that's the song that made me want to do music i'm like oh my god that's what i mean i saw ronnie wood come out with a guitar and you know Nick jack the whole video it's so dry and all that stuff but like now it's kind of like the same type of thing like you know Rolling Stones Tattoo You that that record is really what started my pretty much passion for doing what I do now
1: that's great now you know Vimic is is sort of one of these projects that have come along we, we've we mentioned Scar of the Martyr there was of course Murder Dolls and then Sinsanium if I said that correctly where it, it, uh, it's Cinsanium Cinsanium see there's too many uh, vowels in that in that letter for me to get it right. Um Yeah. It's all right. It's all right, dude. <laughs> um where where does where does Vimic sort of fit into these projects? Is it the band that's gonna carry you in the future or is it one of these sort of stops along the way whereas next year if we talk again we'll be talking about a new project? No, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. Absolutely not. I wanna put that like in concrete right now. Now this this is my band this is my passion this is this is what I am doing right now these two bands that I that I, you know been able to form and have so many great counterparts as far as songwriting partners not only that more importantly more importantly excuse me friends and you know this is this is what I'm doing is Vemik and Sinsenum right now I'm concentrating on Vinnick. we'll get to Sinsenum you know later on in the year probably like festival time or something like that. But, you know, I've got great, you know, shows coming up with uh, Vimic And, you know, the whole, the whole band is, man, is just completely exciting. We cannot wait to hit the stage, man. We are stoked.
1: What, uh, what can fans expect when the band hits the stage? Is it going to be simply just the Vimmick music, or are you going to go back into the Slipknot catalog and sort of offer greatest hits if you want? No, we're not going to do that. We're just sticking straight to Vimic, That's all. And that's probably the way to do it. Now, open your omen is going to come out in 2017. Uh, musically, how is it going to be different from those different from the other projects from Murder Dolls, from Scar of the Martyr? Because you know, with Scar of the Martyr, you've got almost the same players. Um, sonically, how is it going to be different? What are we offering?
0: Well, what we're doing is like basically, you know, you, offering is like we have a new vocalist, which is my best friend in, in the world, pretty much when it comes to like. Just a great soul and a you know, just great friend, period. Is uh, Kaylin Chase Musmeshi, who I toured with when I was in Corn, and it was a really hard choice actually to decide. You know, when I was transferring uh, Scar the Martyr over to Vimic to call him because I knew he would kill the vocals, I knew like, like, like completely deliver, deliver, excuse me. And, I, it was a, it was a little bit of a tough decision, but like man, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. And you know, like he was really the cherry on top of the, the whole cake, man. Like, and it's just been great ever since. Great energy.
1: I know that's what you're looking for in a band. Now, I know you want to stay positive, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a little bit about Slipknot and, and what happened there. Is that something we can do, or is that, is that going to bring you back to a spot that you, you just don't want to go to? Uh yeah, we
0: need to stay away from right, that right now because that's under management, um, kind of like constraints and
1: stuff like that. So okay,
0: that, right now I will I will I, you know I will delve into that you know a little
1: bit later on. But like okay. for no no fair know, enough, fair respect. enough. Can can I ask you then the, sort of the positive aspects? What did that band? Sure. What did that band mean to you in terms of? career and in terms of attaining your goals and just because you know when we're all 10 years old and 13 years old and we have that tennis racket in front of the mirror we all dream of being the rock star and you know tell me about the positives about being that band and the first album and just, that whole experience
0: uh listen man like I, i've said this in a million interviews i don't know why i need to rehash it but i will do it for you okay i apologize um, yeah, no it's okay no don't apologize man i get these questions all the time you right know? Um, without Slipknot, I would not necessarily be where I'm at today. And all those guys and everyone that I worked with, wrote with, all the producers, all the albums, all the tours, everything that we did, I can never, ever in a million years compact it into an interview right now of the great things that we did together. And I would not trade them for the world. Those guys are my brothers forever. I love them very much, and I wish them well.
1: That's what I can say, and and that that's that's that seems to be that seems to be enough. Now, uh, in terms of Sin- Sinsanium, which is hard for me to say, Sensanium, um Echoes of the Tortured came out earlier this year. Uh, talk to me mm-hmm. a bit about that album, if you can, and what it was like to be sort of in this more extreme metal group. Um, you
0: know, when it started, I was on it was uh, you know uh, Slipknot and Dragon Force. We, we Kept, uh, crossing, you know, doing tours together. we like we had like I can't even remember how many tours at this point, dude. It's a blur. But you know, me and Fred, you know, we, um, we had a mutual love for death metal and black metal, and I, I, it was very surprising to me. That's why you never judge a book by its cover, you know. Him being in Dragon Force, and of course me and Slipknot and everything, and uh, we just kept hanging out, and I, you know, and I talked a long time ago, you know, even pr- prior to me touring with Dragon Force. Um, about doing a black metal slash death metal hybrid project, Fred was the one that really kicked it into high gear. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was a meeting of the minds, man, really. And, you know, all the stuff that he came up with and all the songs and everything that he wrote. As soon as he sent them to me, I was so inspired. I instantly booked studio time. I really, literally, threw. Uh, my drums, like in my truck, and went down to the studio, same place that I did like the Roadrunner United, same place I did All Hope Is Gone, um, and uh, just tracked them, you know. And we got, you know, we got the ball rolling like that.
1: And, and that's that's a great thing. Um, Murder Dolls, you were the guitarist yep. in Murder Dolls. Um, have you considered being a guitarist in Vimmick at some point and getting away from being behind the kit, or is that something that um, you you're more comfortable? as the drummer?
0: No, that, that's, a, that's actually a good question. No, I'm always going to stay, in Vindic, I'm always going to stay behind the kit live. In the studio and in writing sessions, I'm always on guitar. I mean, there's, I don't, I don't need to call attention to how many riffs I wrote on, you know, uh, Open Your Omen or, you know, the new album. But I'm always writing, you know, and just because I might play drums in the band doesn't mean I'm, I'm not a songwriter in the band. I'm constantly writing.
1: Right. Um, well, okay. Well, then talk to, me, talk to me a little bit about the writing process. What is sort of your way? Is it one of those where you just lock yourself in a studio and say, okay, I got 10 songs, let's get it done? Or is it sort of inspiration? No. no. Okay. So what's your writing process? My writing process it usually starts with like a handheld uh, cassette player.
0: And I like doing it like this instead of like going into a studio and demoing. And I, I, do, I do it both ways. But how it always starts, and this is the origin. It's almost like just plant. It's almost like you know, you plant a seed and wait for a flower to grow. I always just record like handheld, and all I do is I have a click track, and I just I have riffs, and all I do is just riff out, riff out. Eventually, I'll map out a whole song. Then I'll go into a studio by myself, and I'll record like damn near an album's worth of complete material. After that, you know, I get it to all, you know, my counterparts that I'm creating music with, and they like, they'll start writing. And, like, they'll get it back to me, and we just start moving from there. That's how I always have done it.
1: You've, in the past, you've also produced other projects. Did you produce the new Vimic album? Uh, I didn't produce it, so to speak. Cato Quindalla did it. Okay. But I was,
0: you know, his right-hand man, so a co-production credit I do have, yes.
1: Would you consider producing a vimic album and uh well let's start off with that would you consider producing one of the future ones yeah i mean we like i said we have the
0: material now what we need to do is you know get ourselves out on tour get this music out to the fans connect with the fans to the it belongs to them now it doesn't belong to us anymore like it's done it's now other people's music if that makes any sense it like now it belongs to them so it's up to us to go out there and deliver it for them so they can Come, get crazy, get in the pit, do what they need to do, you know, kind of just like have an exorcism, if you if you will, you know, as far as like the music that we created. And then as soon as like, you know, we get back, you know, which I told you, like uh, the next record is pretty much written. But we just need to find out a place that we, where we want to record it and what producer we want and stuff like that. Right now, the focus
1: is touring. Which brings us to Canada, which is where I am. When do you think Vimic might make it up here? Um, you know what?
0: <laughs> if I could be up there playing a show tonight, man, I would. Um, it all has to do with timing and schedules and routing. You know, like that, that's all it comes down to, really. So, uh, like, the sooner, sooner uh, you know, we have those, like, it's actually being worked out now. It's just like we're doing like the whole like since it's the end of the year, it's a little weird, you know. We we have the end end of the year shows, but like now, right now, they are doing the whole uh, next year run, which is going to probably run until a, maybe end in Halloween or something like that. I'm not totally sure. I can't say for sure, but we will we we would never can't count it out like. The, the fans up there are just absolutely insane, and like, absolutely had nothing but great, great experiences there every time I played there. I haven't had a bad show in Canada yet.
1: No, you know, Canada is is great for for metal and and you know metal bands.
0: It is, man. It's very metal.
1: Oh, it's a great, it's a great, especially Quebec. Quebec is is, is killer for that. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Murder dolls. You had Mick Mars come in and play on a track. Um, What was that experience like to have Mick in there? Because he also has, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to call it a disease. What would be a, you know, he has an issue that he deals with. Um, What was it like to have him come in and be part of what you were doing at the time?
0: You know, (laughs) it was really funny because um, our uh, tour manager and actual, you know, house manager, you know, studio manager at the time, you know, connected with him because he had tour managed uh, Motley Crue. And we're like, at the time, we're like, when we're doing this song, Drug Me to Hell, we're like, my God, man, it's just got, it just, just sounds like it needs a Mick Mars, you know, type solo on it, you know? And our tour manager at the time, of course, was doing Motley Crue. And he's like, I'll call him up. We'll get him down here. I'm like, no, you're ne- that's never going to happen. He called him up. Nick was like, absolutely. Came right down, plugged his guitar in, like, hardly said a damn word. And, like, like he was, he played louder than you would ever imagine and just screeched his soul out. And we're like, we're so, like, blown away. We're like, that's it. Don't. <laughs> He's like, Do you guys like that? I'm like, that's perfect. So, like, that tape that you hear is pretty much him, like, first take all the way through. That's yeah. how much he rules. That's how much he rules, dude. He sat down, like, ultimate rockster, like, plugged in had like the board turned up louder than hell, almost where his guitar was feedbacking off the speakers, crank the solo out and it was done.
1: That's classic Mick Mars and and you know, when you're sitting in the studio with him and he's been on the road and having done this for thirty or forty years, does he offer you any advice? Does he does he look at you and say, Hey boys, you know, make sure you do this or do that or put some money away for the for your retirement? or I mean what was that like? And any kind of Mom,
0: no, and... was, no, no, we didn't get involved in any of that stuff, man. He was strictly business, like I said. Like, he walked up with his guitar, said his hello to everybody. We chatted for a little bit, just about you know life. He plugged his stuff in, cranked the solo pretty much in like two takes, and then packed his guitar up and was like, "Thank you guys for the opportunity. I really like the song. Thank you for this." And then took off. That was it. God. That, that's <laughs> it was like typical. In and out, man. There was no, like, hanging out and watching TV or, or a party and nothing. He came in business style, cranked it out, and he was
1: gone. That's great. That's that's typical, Mick. And um, imagery. Uh, Slipknot, of course, Murder Dolls, a uh, lot of imagery going on. How important that is is that to you, to the live performance, and to the music?
0: Um, it depends on what the band, the band's message is, what the songs are like, and what you're trying to portray. Um you know, to have an image, just to have an image is not good because you're going to come across as, you know, fake or trying too hard and it will not seem real. Like you either really have like an image. It's it's never an image to me. Like Slipknot's never an image. Like we always said, you know, people like you wear a mask. We're like, no, we don't. We don't wear masks. I mean, that's that's us. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with my imagery and all the stuff that I've done, whether it be me and Satiricon or, or Rob Zombie or, or the Murder Dolls. I don't wear masks, man. Like, I, I don't. I, that's the person that you get on stage is actually me. I'm not trying to convince or portray an image of, of something that I'm not because that is actually how I feel. That is actually a part of my heart, part of my musical soul, and something that goes along with the music that I'm creating at that time. Like I, I don't get the ma- the ma- the mask thing, you know. Okay. Like I understand, I understand the question, and that's totally cool, dude. Because you should ask that, and I, I'm really grateful for the question. But I just, I don't, I don't wear a mask. What you see when I'm on stage is exactly how I feel. I'm not right. trying to sell myself. What I'm trying to do is accentuate the music. That I'm feeling at that time.
1: Yeah, and 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 it, that certainly wasn't meant in a in a dismissive way. In fact, I'm... oh, dude, not at all. No, because I'm a, you know I'm a big fan of Kiss and and stuff. And what attracted me to the band was the look, you know, and it was the fact that they became sort of iconic and there's an iconic iconography to it. Um, that's what. Hey, I, I'm I, right with
0: you, dude.
1: Yeah, and that and I'm that's. Right with you. And that's part of the attraction, I think, if you're going to be a band and and you just sort of show up in your, you know, board shorts and your open-toe sandals, you're you're probably doing somewhat of a disservice to the music because you're just not very entertaining to watch. And and so I'm I'm of the opinion that Slipknot and Kiss and you and Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper, you've got it right. I mean, that's what it should be. Wow, dude, thank you. I appreciate that. And
0: that's what it's always been about for me, you know, is... There's the music, which is, of course, first and foremost, the most important thing. But to me, like I don't like to go to... like Still to this day, I don't like to go to a show... Like You don't have to have makeup on or a bunch of weird costumes or whatever the hell. You don't. To put on, put, to put on a good show. But at the same time, like if you know what you're doing and you know how to construct it right... It enhances the show so much more. And I'm still a you know look, you go to Circus Soleil, what do you go to Circus Soleil to watch them like just walk around the stage? Hell no.
1: Well, it, well that's exactly <laughs> it. No, but that's exactly it. And 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 you know, it's sort of like if you or, or Corey Taylor or even you know Selena Gomez sat on the side of the stage and read the lyrics and and you'd be bored out of tears. It'd be the same song, but you would be bored out of your mind and so yeah, you need that visual aspect by the way you, you mentioned satiricon real quickly um you replaced frost very on short notice he sort of couldn't get into the united states visa issues yeah um how was that for you because that's 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 more of well again you know it is extreme metal and you sort of do the other stuff but was that complicated to learn that kind of stuff on short notice and like hey uh, can you join us next week i mean how, how was that experience for you
0: you know, it, it was actually, you're absolutely right. I mean, like, when I got the call to do that, of course I jumped at it because I'm like, you know what, uh, it would be something that, like, right now if we were talking and I knew that I had that opportunity and I, and I turned it down, I, it would be something that i regretted regret for the rest of my life. So, like, literally when I got the call and I didn't have much time to learn, I remember being, at you know, my old parents' house in the basement, sitting there watching TV. I'm like, oh my god! So like, I was talking to everyone, and get, like getting everything straightened, and I got the set list. I'm like, oh my god! Like, happen to learn all this stuff in this short amount of time, and it's <laughs> not necessarily—it's it's not necessarily playing Kiss songs. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah, it was—it was definitely a um, probably one of the biggest math tests. I've taken it such a short period of time talking about it. Like, you know, you grow you know, you grind for like a, uh, you know, a, you know, a test, you know, to take or algebra or whatever, you, whatever you got, man. And like, you have to show up and deliver with some people that you don't even know. And like, they come from, you know, they're, they're from a different part of the the world and I'm over here, but you know, I stepped up to the challenge and it was, a, it was an, a great tour, man. Like, and I learned so much from those guys because they are some of the best musicians, honestly, I've ever played with in my life. And like, what's what's cool about, you know, even even with the language barrier,
1: um, but music music much, has no oh, language, how, right? How, huh? But music has no language, you, you, right? You get in there and you no, just no, you feel
0: no, it, right? No, 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 not at all. Music has no language, but we were like when we we're rehearsing, they they all speak English. But, like, we are sitting there, and we were, like, in the rehearsal, and we were going through these songs, man. They were so absolutely supportive of if I made a mistake, they were like, no problem. Here, here's how it goes, and then we'd stop. We'd go through a section. And they, you know, I learned a lot, man, from, the, from those guys. Like, tons. And, it, you know, the tour went off great. Besides, you know, the hiccup, whatever. But other than that, man, I learned a lot from
1: from those dudes, and it was it was killer. Yeah, those guys were killer. And I, I know we're running out of time here, so um, you did mention, of course, uh, playing in Corn and of course Rob Zombie. When Tommy left, uh, I guess he left to join Black Sabbath, or was that? Or, anyway, um, what's it like now in Vimic sort of being the boss? And and is that you know, if you had another opportunity to go join a band like Zombie and sort of be a fill-in, would you, or are you sort of you no? Know, I like Vimic and being the guy. Um, I don't think of it like that. Like okay. Vimic even even if I'm I might
0: be considered the boss, I don't look at it like that because to me everyone has an equal say as much as I do. Otherwise it's not a team. You know, you always have a coach. I guess I am the coach, but as far as like everyone being equal members of like the band you don't want to oust anyone because you want everyone to produce and feel a part of the team and have right. equal say. Like if I have to veto something, that's one thing. But like as far as like being open and honest and like constructing what we're doing and what we're about to do all this next year, like to everyone has a say because we are a band. This isn't this isn't uh this is this is, you know, an absolute open open floor open table because when it's like that everything goes better.
1: Yeah and 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 by the way you, you sound so very very excited about the next year that it's it's refreshing to hear a musician who's just geared up and just ready to go it it's it's very very positive and uh absolutely Thanks, man. <clears throat> thank you. Yeah and you know I'm I'm very much looking forward to it hopefully you'll get over to Montreal and uh you know thank you thank you for I love today. it there
0: man that's like I love playing there I love playing there so no matter what I'll just after this interview I'll just call and be like hey man if we don't
1: go to Montreal
0: I'm in deep shit this interview.
1: <laughs> yeah no <laughs> but you got you got to get to Montreal it it's sort of the place uh it's the place to be and of course I saw you with Slipknot at the uh, Bell Centre or maybe it was the Molson Centre at the time Oh man yeah it was a killer show, and I've got some killer pictures because I was in the pit taking pictures, killer pictures of you. And um, you know, you've always delivered. Every project you've done has always been um, very much pedal to the metal, and there's no compromise. There's no calling it in. There's there's it's serious rock and roll, and that's that's what I like. And so I appreciate that, and and, and thank you. And and VImic is, I can't wait to hear the music. Honestly, it's gonna be it's gonna be special. Oh, you're gonna do it when
0: you. It's like yeah, there's a couple songs out, but when you hear the album like in its entirety, the way it's structured it is actually like listening to a movie. Like each song, the way it bleeds into each other, that's the way it's supposed to be listened to. It's almost like one song to me. But I really hope like you know, listeners like when they actually when they get open your omen, it's called open your omen for a reason. You know, I know there's you know we got we got a few tracks out, like, but like when you hear it in its entirety, all the way through that's when you're going to get the real picture, man. So thank you very much for that compliment. And, like, I can't wait for you to hear it, dude. I'm really excited. Thank you very
1: much. You're very welcome. And, And it's interesting, by the way, just... I know we're going over here, but... that an artist talks about albums, because that whole concept of albums has been lost. I mean, everybody's down to the single or even the song. And it's interesting to hear somebody still talk about a whole album and that it has a meaning and a purpose. And so... Um, you know, good on you for that, because that's, it, it should. Thanks, man. It should, right? I mean... Yeah, well, you'll, you'll,
0: you'll hear it, like, when you hear it from the very beginning and you see the way the track listing is and you listen to the lyrics, it's a story. Pay attention to it. I'm like, that's all I can say. A lot of people like to sell themselves, but this thing is an absolute story. That's why it's called Open Your Own, it's almost like my my own personal story from, from years. And now, this this whole thing is probably one of the most important records, and it's it's a graduation piece to the
1: rest of my life. Ah, can't wait, and, uh, good, thank you, thank you for, thank you for everything today, and, uh, you know, 2017, man, it's gonna be a great year.
0: It's gonna be a great year, man, I can't wait to see you, and, like, you know, shake your hand, and thank you for your time, and, uh, you know, all, all your kind words and everything, man, it's not, Be more thankful.
1: Well, it's funny. And, and, yeah, you're very welcome. And it's funny because as we were talking, you mentioned uh, that you didn't want to go negative. I, I was looking at some of my questions, and I and they, they sort of had un, unintended negative. So I changed everything up on the last, as we were talking, to try to keep it in the positive. And I'm glad I did. Because you know what? Because that's what it should be. Thank you.
0: This is how it's supposed to go. You know what? That just made my day, man. And that, on that note, I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you. And thank you. And I will see you soon. And thank you so much again for this opportunity and the interview. And we will see you soon on the road, man. I can't wait. Cheers. So say hi.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Cheers, man. Bye-bye now. And there you have it, folks. My interview with Joey from the band Vimmick, formerly of Slipknot. Please check me out on Twitter at Mitch Lafon, M-I-T-C-H-L-A-F-O-N. Head over to TalkingMetal.com for all of my interviews. And uh, if you can, please support the podcast at paypal.me forward slash Mitch LaFawn. And with that, I bid you a fond farewell. See you later. Au, re- au revoir. a de zane and all the other ways you say goodbye in this world. Uh, bye for now. Oh my.